Welcome back to the next part of this Truth and Rhythm episode. Be sure to subscribe to this channel. If you've already done so, please share it with friends. Also become a member by joining Truth and Rhythm on Patreon or consider donating at funkinstuff.net. Thank you so much for your interest and support. Enjoy. What, uh, what was different for your guys' second record? You know, was there pressure to repeat the success? And, and what do you remember about that? Second record or second album? Second album. Well, 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 well no. In other words, we, we wanted to try to... Yeah, uh, re repeat the success that we have. But I, I think what, what happened there, uh, Jeff Lane had started another group that he was producing called Brass Construction, okay? And uh, in all honesty, I think the fact that we had such a success with our sound, I think a lot of that was transferred over to brass construction, yes. and uh, and and I think some of it was taken away from us, uh, uh, you know, because I, I think they were trying to get that BT Express sound. In the meantime, we we seemed to get away from what we were doing uh, that made us successful in the first place. But I, I think it was part of us, and I think it was a lot had to do with the record company itself. Yes. Itself, uh, 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 Rick, Rick used to say they're trying to give our sound to brass and brass to sound to us, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I agree with him, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I because mean, they, they, they took a lot of weight, they wouldn't let us like be ourselves, you know. Yeah, yeah. They, they wanted us to play things that we didn't want to play, like play this line, play this, uh, play this riff. I said, but. That's not what I feel, you know? So right, they took right. away our feeling towards, like, do it to you and here come the express. That was us. We put ourselves in those songs, you right. know? And they took all of that away trying to to be, make another hit for someone else. Yeah. All right, right. I I, I, I think what, what that taught us and, and what they should have learned and what, what entertainers should learn is that if something works, stick with it. You know, you understand? And and after a while, if it's not working, the public will let you know by stop buying your records. But yeah. but don't ever go in another direction on, on something as long as the direction you was in is working. In other words, when so that when people hear you, they know that's you. You hear Barry Barry White. You know, you know that that's probably we hear Isaac Age and we hear Earth, Wind, and Fire. You know that's Earth, Wind, and Fire for the Ohio players. So, uh, so I'm just saying that to say I think one of the big mistakes that was made with us 
is that people, I, mean, I don't even know if it was an accident, it may have been on purpose, just took a sound away from us that was originally good. It worked, and then we didn't come back with it. And, no. and bro, you have to come back with whatever works as long as the people are buying it. Mm. Yeah. If it's not working, they'll let you know, but they'll stop buying it. <laughs> Very yeah. simple. Yeah. Of course, that second record, Nonstop, though, still went to number one, and you yeah. had Peace Pipe and Give It What You Got on there. And uh, I think I remember seeing you guys on Soul Train back right. then. How was that experience? Was that a kick? Excellent, man. I mean, Don Canegas, really a nice guy down to earth. And, uh, and, 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 you know, he was just happy to have us. He was happy for our success. And whatnot, and and easy, easy going guys. He's the same way in person as you see him on TV. He's easy going, you know, very. Yeah. But but we 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 we. I remember the first time we went out there. They tape a couple of those shows at the same time. I remember I got a chance to meet and take pictures with the Fifth Dimension. I think I still got some pictures now with Marilyn McCoo and and some of the other members. And uh, and that was really an experience. That was that was a great thing. I enjoyed that. Soul Train was a great experience. Oh yes, it was. And and Dick Clark show. The Dick Clark is is another one who's down to earth and makes you feel at home as soon as you walk in there. You know, yeah. uh, the first time we did the Dick Clark show, we were leaving out of Detroit, and it was snowing so bad we didn't know if we were going to be able to get out of Detroit to get into California. To do the Dick Clark show, we were like one of the last planes out. And after we left Detroit with all the snow, we get out to California. It's eighty degrees. We said, "Well, that's the that's the place we need to be." And Dick Clark said, "Yeah, you guys like this, right? You like this kind of weather." <laughs> Absolutely right, man. That was that's right. That, oh yeah, that, that California weather is great. Uh, yeah, yeah, especially San Diego. That, if you ask me, my favorite place, San Diego. Oh yeah. Yeah, can't argue with that. I'm from Los Angeles originally, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they used to kid about the Los Angeles smog, but there's no smog in San Diego. <laughs> there's definitely that, that. That's like being on a tropical island with all all the palm trees, the coconuts, and whatnot. But it's right here in the United States, so that that's that's definitely one of my favorite cities. Oh uh, yes, Diego. What was Barbara like? Oh, 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 but but Barbara was a good singer. I I think with Barbara, I think one of the things with her is that she was always a big fan of Gladys Knight, and yes. I think that one of the things that may have held her back eventually is uh, being able to not connect or not get out of that sound of Gladys Knight. That 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 was like her hero, you know, Gladys Knight, you know, and uh, and, but but she had she had a nice voice. But Barbara had a good voice. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, but 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 definitely in that in that Gladys Knight mode though. Yeah, she was a very good friend of um, Jeff. You know, Jeff Lane. I think Jeff introduced her to the group. Uh, no, I no, 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 he didn't. To Terrell, because remember she was Terrell, singing right, we, right. We Willie and the Winners. Yeah. Oh yeah, she was singing. Right, you're right. Winners, yeah, and and we were looking for a singer. And when Terrell came over, he, he he talked about her coming over as well, you know. Mm -hmm. Yes, I met her through Terrell. 
It sounds like in a way the brass construction was sort of a rival in a way. Um, did you guys do any shows together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we did shows with them. And and and, and no, I never looked at it as being a rivalry. You know, like I said, we were connected with some of the same people like Jeff Lane. And uh the only thing I'll say that in that in the end, that may have actually worked 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 against us only from the standpoint that I think our sound wasn't kept as well as it should have been. See, you know, but mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's 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 life. But I I, I think that uh uh, you know, but but these days, the thing I like about these new young young singers coming along, they write all their own stuff, they produce their, all their own stuff, and and that will definitely keep you in good shape financially. When you can write your own stuff, produce your own stuff, put your own stuff out there, have your own publishing companies, so so you know they 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 learn from our mistakes. You know, they learn from our mistakes. But uh, but that that's life. That, that's how it goes. You know? Yes, I think a lot of people learn from our own mistakes. Yeah. We learn a lot ourselves from our own mistakes. Exactly. You know, by letting everyone exactly. trying to take up, everyone trying to write for BT, everyone trying to write this song, and we had so many Indians, so many chiefs. You know, for one yeah. thing, we had a lot of chief in our organization, and. When we come up with something, no one liked it. No yeah. one want to deal with this. I have something better. Here, try this. And the stuff that we had, we felt, they just push it aside. And that was another thing against us. Right. You well, know? But, well, well we, didn't have, we didn't have control over our own music and our own destiny the way we right. should. And, and the right. thing is, these days, all these guys like P. Diddy and Jay-Z and the rest of them, they keep control of their own destiny. And, 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 and I have nothing against them at all because, in fact, I admire them. I admire them yes. because, you know, they, they, they're, they're no-nonsense people. Nobody's going to push them around. And as a result, they're multi-millionaires. So, like I said, you know, every era goes through a certain thing, and you learn from that. You learn, learn from other people's mistakes. So it is what it is. That's right. Well. They talk about the Brooklyn sound and they mention, you know, brass and BT and um, what characterizes that in your guys' mind? Well, well, well we had other groups that came out there, like Crown Heights Sophia, that they, they, they were out of Brooklyn and, and, and so a, few, a few of the other groups, you know. And uh, I, I guess, well, well, well the, the Brooklyn sound is, is like any other sound. Whatever you create, that becomes the sound of that place. You understand yeah. A, a lot of the rappers came out of the Queens, out of the Hollis Queens. A lot of the guys like Run DMC and some of these other guys and uh, 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 L.O. Yeah. came out of the Hollis, uh, uh, Larry Smith and all of them. So they created that Hollis sound or that Queens sound, you know? So the fact that, that you had those groups coming out of Brooklyn, Brass, BT, Crown Lights Affair, Mandrill was Mandrill from Brooklyn. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yes. I, I went to school with one one of the brothers, Carlos. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Mandrill was out of Brooklyn. Yeah, they were good. They were good. Yeah. Too. So really, sort of like a you know a funk dominated sound that has some disco elements here and there, uh, yeah. with a lot of horns, right? Yeah. 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 Yes. yes. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so as, t- as time moved on for you guys, um, Energy to Burn, Function at the Junction, and there are a lot of great songs throughout those records. Um, I thought personally, Shout It Out was probably my second favorite BT album. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I felt like that one from front to back was just a little more, again, consistent um, and funkier overall. Um, with, with, with our sound. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and Shout It Out was a good record. That, that was another Billy Nichols record. Yeah. I thought that should have been another. Um, it was very good. I thought it should have been another. Um, uh, do it to you satisfied. I know, a pretty close, you know, because it was a good song. And, yeah, you know, I, I, somehow it just wasn't pushed enough. Right. Yeah, that's, that's how I felt too. But the whole record, that whole album, um, was was strong. I mean, you got something was not even a single, but I mean, that's a great track. It's just still this day, it just stays locked in my head a lot. Right, right. Well, I appreciate that, man. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Right, right. Oh, yeah. Who'd you guys uh, go out on the road with back then that just uh, killed it on stage that you sort of admired their show? Oh, no, no. There, 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 there's not even a question there. We we did a show. We did a show one time in uh, Charlotte at the Charlotte uh, Coliseum in Charlotte, North Carolina. And on that show, was Earth, Wind, and Fire. In fact, in fact, it was BT Express, Rare Earth, Rare Earth, mm-hmm. and uh, and 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 Earth, Wind, and Fire. And after I saw the show that they put on that night, Earth, Wind, and Fire, I said to some of the other guys in our band, "Whatever they paid these guys this evening, it was not enough." <laughs> well, that tremendous show. I mean, they they had the guitar, the bass player. Flying through the ear of Birdie White, they had uh, a keyboard that went up into the ear and started spinning around and whatnot. Oh, it was a fantastic! They put on the show. I said, whatever they did, these guys, it wasn't enough. They always did. They was always our admirer. I love those guys. Yeah, yeah, but 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 we did so many shows with other groups like the Ohio Players when they came yeah. out with on fire. You know that 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 was that was good. Larry Graham used to put on a pretty good show. Yes. Larry Graham and, and Graham Central Station and some of the other ones. So, you know, so we 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 were into it. We, we had we had a lot of fun. Yeah. Especially um the Howell players. I don't know if you remember the night bill that um uh after we went on after Ohio players, you know? Right. And they pulled the plug on us, remember? Yeah. They pulled, the plug. they pulled out the plug, cut off all the sound, everything. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know if you remember that night. And the producer said, um, oh, we have a slight problem here. That sound went out. And someone back there said, yeah, this guy over there did it. He went there and pulled all that plug out. And he was from the Howell Players. I mean, yeah. What? what, what? <laughs> I know that would have been a fight that night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kept it quiet, you know. But it, it, we went back on and show went on, you know. <laughs> but there was a lot of group that was against us too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. There was a lot of group that was oh, yeah. because we hit so quick, so so fast, so quick, and, you know. 
we, we were the first. We were the first self-contained band ever to host the Midnight Special. Oh, yeah. I mean, other, other people did it. Other entertainers did it, but not as a self-contained band. Later on, you had people like Earth, Wind, and Fire that also hosted it. But, the, but, but BT Express was the first self-contained band to host the Midnight Special. Mm -hmm. that, 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 that was a true honor. I remember that night I had to introduce also there Olivia Newton John. Right, that's right. Introduce her. <laughs> yes, right here tonight. Guess who we got for you tonight? You know, yeah. I was, I, hey, I'm on a midnight special here introducing Olivia Newton John. That was a big thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Wolfman Jack. Wolfman Jack. Wolfman Jack. And then the Don Kirshner's rock concert. That, that was a lot of fun because everything was done in person. It was done in person. Yeah. Don Kirsten's rock concert. We had a lot going for us, just that we just couldn't keep it going, you know, because there was too many chiefs. Yeah, 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 what, yeah. What was a BT Express show like, though, at the at the peak, you know, in terms of, you know, did you have a lot of choreography? Did you guys improvise much? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had dancing. We had a big screen where, where, where we came on to the middle of Express, where we were playing the flutes. A big screen would come on with a big train, and was and the train was coming right at you, it would scare you if you didn't see. So, so we had that. And we had smoke bombs that went off. Oh and yeah, we right and do some dancing in between. So we put on a good show. We had some good choreography and some good special effects. We had smoke coming out from from uh, from from the stage and all that. So yes, we did put on a good show. I can say oh, that. Yeah. Because the train tracks, you did, we didn't show the train. We just showed the tracks. Right, the moving, right. You know, the tracks moving, curve and all that. And a big screen. And so the people used to really get into it. Like right. when we go up the hill and come down like a roller coaster, you hear the whole crowd say, ooh, you know. It was, they were really into it. It was great. Great show. <laughs> we put on a good show. I, 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 I'll give credit for that. Yeah. And on your record covers, I mean, you could see your coordinated outfits and, you know, whose, whose stuff was that mostly conceptually? Uh, who would you say, Rick? Well, actually, what it is, we had, uh, what was this, um, this guy there in the village? Uh, um, he uh, used to, uh, 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 Taylor. Uh, Dexter or something. I can't remember. Yeah. I don't, anyway, we used to all go down to we get some new outfits. So oh, 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 uh, 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 I know who you're talking about. Um, so we had uh, a lot of design. The, the fellow who was uh, uh, Muslim. Because um, uh, he did stuff for uh, Blue Magic and some other people yeah. too. And, and, and he used to have a guy that would draw up the designs and then he would do it. Um, I can't think of his name. Yeah, I know. I but anyway, we used to all go there and we used to um, pick out what we like best, and then we have a, a last vote on which one we go, we're going to get. You know, right? Yeah, that. And sometimes we had our own design. We took it to the group, say right. y'all guys like this, and some did, some didn't. So we would vote on it. Right. But um, mainly thing was our tailor. We had a very good tailor. He used to come and uh, design all our outfits for us. 
Yeah, yeah. I just can't think of his name. It'll come back to me later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, how do you guys feel about um, the disco influence and element in BT Express's music? I mean, you were, in my mind, a funk band first, and and that was the most uh, prominent element. But you certainly had some disco elements. Um, oh. Did you did you ever worry that it was too disco, or how do you feel about the 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 um, intersection of funk and disco at that time? Well, l- listen, I, I I always have believed you put records out there that do things sound good, and let the public decide what what they want to call it. Do they want to call it disco? Do they want to call it rhythm and blues? You just put a good record out there and believe. Because during that time, everybody had a certain sound. Like I said, you had uh, you had Gloria Gaynor and people like that who were out there at that time, Bohannon and people like that. And so it became known as the disco sound. In other words, that, that was, uh, you know, other people might call it rhythm and blues, but you know, it became known as uh, the way it was played as the disco sound. You know, but 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 you had uh, other bands like Cool the Gang, who said they actually started out more wanting to play jazz, but again they put out records like uh, Jungle Boogie and stuff like that. It became what the disco sound. So, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you put out, that's what it's going to be. And Lionel Richie said he used to worry about writing certain songs that didn't really sound into what the, the they were doing or the Commodores used to do and country and western and he told him that he said that when the when the folks from Motown told him listen you just write the song we'll decide who gets to, to, to record it and that's it let's <laughs> mm-hmm. so, put a good a good record out there and the public will tell you which way they want it to go that, that that's how I see it yeah yeah mm-hmm. well, Rick what about creatively you know in terms of what what you would play you know did you feel like you know, you, you preferred more down-tempo, funkier material or the more up-tempo sort of, you know, dance kind of material? I prefer more up-tempo stuff because, you know, we had a good rhythm. We had solid rhythm, you know, and we feed up each other with our rhythm. We had good rhythm. So I prefer more uptake, you know, rhythm type of material, you know, then that that's what we strive on, and that's what got us out there, our rhythm. Yeah. You know? Our, BT was based on our rhythm. You know, we had good rhythm, good, so simple, simple, but simple, but catchy. Right. You know, and I wanted to continue to that. And today, you know, like I tried to write songs and did with that rhythm and come up with the different bass line, because I used to come up bass line, actually, you like this bass line? Let's see if I could. Well, he didn't care for it too much, so I said, okay, let it go. We try something else. But to answer your question, I'd I, I rather update simply with catchy rhythm, you know? Yeah. Right. And you guys had the, the string element throughout uh, all the records, right? Well, a, a lot of them. A, a, a lot of that records, you know, we, we started off with, with, with Express. Yeah, at, at, at first we thought it was kind of weird 
putting that on to, to a funk record, but it really turned out to be good. And a lot of other people after a while started copying it. Yeah. So, you know, so that's why you should never shut yourself down to any ideas. Always be open to ideas. See, because what might not sound great in the beginning may turn out to be fantastic later on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, uh, aside from what uh, was on the first record, what are a couple of other tracks uh, that you're really, you know, your favorites from BT Express? I'll start with uh, Bill. Well, you know, again, Peace Pipe. We, we, we really enjoyed Peace Pipe. And, of course, a lot of people used to like a song that was written by the uh, saxophone player, Carlos. I, I like it. I like yeah. it. I would say... They used to always say, I like that song that comes right after BT Express. I mean, that comes right after Do It To You Satisfy. And it was, uh, I like it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so, so that, that uh, Peace Pipe, uh, I like it, yeah, was, was some of my favorites. And one of, another good track was, uh, That's What I Want For You, Baby. I don't know if you remember yeah. that. That's What I Want For You. It really had a good rhythm track to it, you know? Yeah, give it what you got. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Mm -hmm. But all our tracks was pretty nice, just that there was too much sweetness on top of it. Yeah. They took the funk out for the sweetness. Right. If you understand what I'm trying to say, uh, Scott. You yeah, know? yeah. Were they trying to do that to cross over, or why did they do that? I think so. But then they just took it. When they took this their funk out and put yeah, in the yeah. sweetness, I think it hurt, hurt us. It hurt the sound of the group. Right. You know, they did just let it just kept that our our funk and add a little more funk to the top of that. I think that would have would have been our crossover because yeah. they took away our sound. Yeah. The, the, the big thing it, it, to really be successful is that you have to ha have control over your own music. What, what, okay. what, you, uh, what you want to put out there. And, and that's what these, a lot of these guys today have. They have control over their own music, their own destiny, their own uh, studios, you know, so, and, and their own publishing company. So, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a matter of, of, like I said, at that time, we, we were we were good, but if we maybe had been led in a in a in a different direction by folks who had more of our interests at heart, it might have turned out differently. But you know, that's life. That's life. Is that something that you realized in hindsight, or at the time it was happening, were you saying, "Hey, why are they messing with our stuff?" Well, well, no. At at at, at that time, we, we, we at we, the we, time, yeah, we 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 realized that certain things wasn't going right. It wasn't going like, like it should go, you know? And, uh, you know, like I said, you don't always have control over everything. So That was, you know. that was the biggest uh, hurt for us. We didn't have the control we needed. Right, right. See, so. Do, do, was, you do you think you would have made, maintained more control if uh, you had been able to remain on, on Scepter Roadshow and not going over to Columbia? No, 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 no. I, I think uh, it, 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 was, it wasn't that. I think it was. Like, like I said, the, the folks around us have more say-so than, than, than we did, you see? And, uh, and, you know, it's not that way now. So, you know, but hey, it's life. It's life. And like I said, 
you 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 look back, you realize what could have been, and you know, so you know, you 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 take it for what it was worth. That 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 you know, we still got something out of it. Maybe not as much as we would have liked, but uh, we got something out of it, and, and and we made an impression, an impression that still lasts up until this day. People still have a lot of respect when they hear us and hear our name. So. Oh yeah, yes. Why? Why did uh, 1982 see the last record? Well, I, I guess at, at that time, you know, uh, it, it uh, you know, we, we realized that uh, we weren't really selling that much anymore. And, you know, uh, uh, other people like uh, had gone in their own directions and wanted to do their own thing. So I guess we just felt that, you know, it, it was time to, uh, you know, we, we weren't getting a lot of calls anymore to go overseas and places like that. And if we did, we, it wouldn't be paying enough be, to be worth our while to maintain mm -hmm. a house in one country and uh, and playing in another country, you know. So, you know, it, it's, it's like er everything else. It has this time. It has yes. this in this place, you know. Yeah, so. yeah by that time, doing that, that, you know, our sound was gone, our feeling was gone. I didn't... I just didn't feel the same about our music. It didn't just sound like BT anymore. It was right. a whole different setting. That wasn't us. And others felt like it wasn't. What happened with BT? You know? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, that last record for sure doesn't really sound like you sounded before. But uh, yeah, yeah, you know, it, uh, it, uh, it, it, it was just. Uh, when those things were like, like, like I said, you know, new new artists come along with a new sound, you know, and 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 if you don't if you don't update your sound, then you become dated, <laughs> you know. So I think we just became dated. Yeah. Ironically, that album was called "Keep It Up," but then it was the last one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so what did you guys uh, go do? Did you still uh, perform at all, or? You know, what kind of turn did your lives well, take? Well, even today, I perform uh, not 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 with BT Express. My brother, Jamal, still does some things, you know, once in a while under the name BT Express. But I, I just play play with other local people, and I have fun doing that. You know, I, mm -hmm. I have my group, the Bill Risbrook All-Stars, you know, and whatnot. We have a show coming up, in fact, uh, next month. And, uh, you know, so it's, you know, so you, everybody's you know, out doing their own thing. Yes, because I, I perform now in my own group called the Heavenly Homeboys. It's a gospel group. Yeah. And, you know, we are very popular. And I took some of our old stuff, like um, like Do It and uh, stuff like that. And I rearranged it for gospel. And it's very popular. Yeah. <laughs> because it sounds like BT. You know, right. and it, it and it's working, and I am in control. Exactly. exactly. There's so much funk. In, there's so much funk in the church now with gospel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah, gospel yeah. is a big, huge thing. Yes. Oh yeah, and and it has turned very commercial. I mean, with a lot of the guys, Donnie McClurkin and the CC One and the rest of them. They uh they they have come up with a lot of stuff now, which as you said sounds funky and sad. Sometimes you can't tell one one from the other. You know, funk uh -huh. from gospel. It's good. It's good. It, it, it gets 
it gets young people interested. Yes, and that yes. Keep young people interested. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Bill, you were mentioning, you know, people like uh, Jay-Z and, and, and the rap guys that kind of kept their business in order. Um, but also, I mean, BT Express music has been sampled so much uh, oh, sure. by these artists, you know, and yeah. I don't know if you guys, you know, get royalties from that. I hope you do. But, uh, well, but, but, well, some, some, sometimes you do, depending on how much they sample, because it, it's a legal thing there where if you don't go over a certain amount of measures, you don't go over a certain amount of measures, uh, the what you call it, uh, uh, they, they, then they don't have to pay anything. You right. See? So, uh, so you know, so it's so what what it comes down to is how much you uh is is how much they actually um uh uh, uh how much they actually sample and 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 how much they make it sound like you know so uh, you know so it, it it's yeah, but yeah we've been sampled a lot James Brown's been sampled a lot a lot, a lot of groups from the past oh, yeah That's, yeah you know but. Uh, that, that that's life, and, and like I said, I have nothing against the, the guys of today, because you know they 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 learn from the mistakes that 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 the older groups made, and they're not making the same mistakes. That's right. So, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Do, do, do you recall I, first hearing something by BT uh, sampled by someone else? Maybe you're like, "What is that's us?" Well, well, well no, I remember up in Canada one time they had some candy bar, and they were talking about chew it. Chew it, chew it till you're satisfied. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> some other stuff, but some other rap stuff. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You, I, we've heard, I've heard stuff over the years that was sampled by BT Express. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. oh yes, yes, yes. What's her name? The girl, uh, Angry Ari. Uh, I can't remember her name now. She sampled a lot about of this our Congo drum. Right. Okay. That was sampled a lot, and Jane Brown sampled my guitar, you know, right. and uh, a few other to rap. They they sampled a lot. I can't just go into detail. I gotta remember everything, but there was a lot of samples, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm getting a sense. I had a question that I was going to ask. You know, if you feel like BT Express gets the respect today that you think the band should. Uh, but sounds like maybe not quite based on, you know, not being able to control your own destiny in some ways. Well, I mean, we still get re- respect from the people who remember us and liked us and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We still get respect. What it, um, what it comes down to, I guess, is that, uh, like I said, I wish they would play more of us on the radio. You know, uh, I don't hear much, you know, for some reason, they play certain people all the time, and other play people. My, my wife was even saying that they don't play. They don't. They see the play BT Express a lot. Uh, uh, Ashton and Simpson. They don't seem to play them a lot. So, but so I, I don't know. So I don't know what what, what it is with that. I, I look at these things on the TV when they talk about uh, artists that you can buy the records from the nineteen seventies. You know where, where they give you all the different artists that was out. And I'm still waiting to, to see our picture on there. Right. See, we are like, not on those shows. I, I, I see Harold Melvin and the Blue Nose. I see the Spinners. I see yeah. I see a, a lot of the other people and what Al Green. I'm still waiting to I, I'm still waiting to see BT Express on that. I don't know if it's something with the record company or what. 
but but I would love to see why what why we were one of the biggest groups in the seventies, and they never have us advertise when when they advertise and stuff like with Pivo Bryson and other people, uh, uh, you know, who are doing hosting the show, and they never play any BT Express. So I've always been curious about that. Yes. Yes. Well, and as a fan too, I mean, when CDs came in, uh, it took so long for some of the BT Express records to get out on CD. You know, that was frustrating. So, so again, maybe it was just uh, 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 poor distribution with the record companies or whatever it is. It could, could be that. I, 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 like I said, you know, I think that uh, I think that things did not go down as well as it could have. You know, but that's life. That's life. Mm-hmm. But I feel like now there's a uh, reemergence. Hopefully, you know, I mean, this came out not that long ago, this compilation, which is a nice uh, compilation, uh, two, two CD set. And right. then, of course, the uh, re-release. So yes. um, were you, uh, how'd you feel when you found out that they were going to redo the first record? Well, I, I felt good. And, and and I, I can't wait to get some of the residuals from it. <laughs> like they say, where's the, where's the lettuce? <laughs> where's the lettuce? You know, so that's great that they will be doing it. It'll, it'll be even better. And when, when, when they ask, ask the doctor, do you think that that surgery was a success? He said, I'll know that when, when I get my, my first check. He said, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. So so we we'll, yeah, we'll see. I had excitement and my I'm waiting for my excitement to build even more. <laughs> That's right. So, that your your bank account matches your excitement building. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um what what are you uh, each most proud of accomplishing in your musical career? Let's uh, start with Bill on that. Well, I, 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 the, the, the fact that we had an, a positive influence on the, on the uh, younger audience that listened to us, we always tried to keep things clean, you know, and we always tried to uh, come on with a message, a song that, that wasn't just a, a jumble of words, but something that tried to convey a message to whatever it was that was going on at that time. So, like I said, you know, I, uh, I I feel good that you know we were able to be a part of something big, which which was the disco era. I really feel mm -hmm. good that. And like I said, you know, any mistakes that was made, you look back on it, and uh, and you you're glad to see that younger people now are not making some of the same mistakes. So yeah. I I feel good about where I'm at. The biggest thing, you know, when when you can go into this business. And come out with your health, with your health, you have to really feel good, you know, that you never got mixed up in drugs and a lot of foolishness. Uh, that then that really has to make you feel good. Now, I feel good about that. I feel yes. good that. Yes. Yes. I'm, and I'm still here, still here to talk about it. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's what it is, you know, because like you said, a lot of our songs have been positive songs, you know, like. You know, that's what I want for you, baby. If it's your lyrics, it's not, uh, it's, it's good, clean lyrics. And um, if it don't turn you on, step back and leave it alone. You know, if you want something in life and can't get it, it's not working for you, leave it alone. 
You know, and uh, then shout it out. Oh, shout, shout it out. You can let it all hang out when you shout. In other words, if you just keep it up to yourself, shout it out. Just get rid of it, you know. But right. the office is a good positive message, you know. Until yeah. I'll even do it to your satisfaction. <laughs> I remember, remember Jesse Jackson didn't want us to play that song on the radio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, oh, but, no, that's a nasty song. No, no, no. He no. said, do satisfied whatever it is. He <laughs> said, whatever it is, you know. And then the same thing with the song Peace Pipe. People talk about, about what they put into the Peace Pipe, what they smoking. But no, no, no. Put in love and and, and purity and things like that. We, were, we weren't yeah. talking any, any, any kind of drug. We were talking about putting in love and peace and stuff like that, you know. So, yeah. you know. But I guess however you want to interpret it, you can interpret it. You know? so, yeah. I, I always thought we, we came up with positive stuff. Oh, we did. We did. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Rick, is, is that what you're most proud of as well, Rick? They, yes, yes. Uh -huh. Yes, I am. Because uh, us, we were very a positive group. We were a good, clean group, believe it or not. You know, we were very clean and positive. And, that's, and, and you know, I, I think as a result of that, that, that's probably why we've never been on that show unsung, because it was too clean. There's really no, no scandals to talk about. <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it don't make for, for, for good print, I guess. I don't yeah. yeah. Well, what for is, me, it's it's always been uh, first and foremost about the music and the creative process and, and the recordings and, you know, uh, the other stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, listen, man, I, I thank you for this interview. I, you know, I really, uh, you know, for giving us a chance to, come on and express ourselves. Yes. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, anything that we can do in the future to help you help ourselves, help the program, I'm happy to do it. Oh, That's yes. fantastic. Much so. Thank you so much, Bill and Rick. And I wish you continued, you know, good health and uh, good fortune coming your way. Yes. Uh, yes. Thank, thank you. you. You're looking good, Bill. Hey, you're not looking too bad yourself, man. <laughs> Hang around with young people. <laughs> All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Truth and Rhythm. A big thank you goes out to our guest as well as to you, the viewer and listener. Also, much gratitude to Pleasure for supplying the show's funky opening and closing music. As a reminder, you can always access the complete list of linked shows by episode at funkinstuff.net. I urge you to support this program and receive the extra benefits along with that by subscribing to the Funk and Stuff channel on YouTube and sharing it with funk, R&B, and jazz lovers, joining Truth and Rhythm's membership program at Patreon, submitting a donation at funkandstuff.net, buying Everything is on the One, the first guide to funk book at Amazon, shopping at the Funky Things store for cool merchandise at funkandstuff.net, and linking through funkinstuff.net for all of your Amazon purchases. In addition, if you're an artist or anyone seeking proven results-oriented professional marketing, PR, writing, or editing consultation or production, check out the media services section at funkinstuff.net. Also, I encourage you to drop me a line at scottg.funkinstuff.net. I love the feedback, suggestions, guest requests, appearance and sponsorship inquiries, 
and just talking about my favorite subject, groove-based music. For now, and as always, this is Scott Dr. GX Goldfine saying, keep on keep vibing on vibe to the rhythm of the one.